Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Welcome to this podcast and video with Jody Nisnik. If you don't know anything about Jody and didn't watch the last video or the podcast, you can go to our website at beyondordinarywomen.org and read her bio there because I want us to get into our topic. We're dealing with lessons from Moses. And in the first video, we talked about discerning God's call on your life. And so we want to see further into Moses's life. Now we want to move along from where we were in the last video and look at the fact that God knows best and he knows best even when we think we know best. So, so Jody, tell us, begin by just telling us, we, we stopped at the burning bush last time. So where do we go from there? And, and then where are we going to stop this time to get a lesson from Moses's life? Yeah. So Moses has been called to this extraordinary task to go back to Egypt to free his people, the Israelites from slavery. And of course, the Pharaoh who is enslaving all of these people is a little resistant to that idea because he's, his whole economy is going to crumble once they leave. And I'm sure there's lots of things that are going to crumble once they leave more than just the economy, but Pharaoh doesn't want to let the people go. And so that leads to all of the plagues, which I'm sure we all know a little something of water turning to blood, frogs, locusts, boils. And it ends with the firstborn being killed if there's not the blood of a a lamb put over the doorpost. This is where the Passover comes from, which we read about even more in the New Testament. But one of the things that I think is important important to notice with all of this is that um, Moses is the guy who's doing all of these things. Even though God is doing it through him, Moses is the one who's bringing the plague, pulling the plague back, bringing the plague, pulling the plague back. So Pharaoh finally, after all of the firstborn sons are killed, Pharaoh is, he's done because his child has been killed. And so he releases the people. He basically says, get out of here. So the people are, are released. They're free. They're moving through. They're on their way to the promised land. That's where they've been told they're going to go. And you would think you've got some 2 million people following you on this journey now. And I would think you take the most direct route. Nobody's looking for the scenic route at this point in the journey. They are exhausted already before they've even started. And so, but this is what scripture says in Exodus three, verses 17 through 18. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter for God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. And so God led them around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. And so for me, I think there's a couple of leadership lessons for us in this. And like you said, Kate, God knows best, even when we think we know better. So the first leadership lesson that I pull out of this is don't take shortcuts. (laughs) And basically, I know that as leaders, we get really busy and um, it's easy to just fall back on what worked in the past. And 
you know, in our busyness, we just kind of go through the routine of something that we have done in the past. And we don't ask God, should we go this way or this way? Which direction do you want us to head? And so the shortcut in this is really cutting God out of the equation and not taking space to ask him. Because the truth is God always knows something that we don't know because he's God and we're not. (laughs) And he knew that if they went the short way, which seems very logical, that they were going to face war and it was going to be disastrous. So the first lesson for us is don't take shortcuts. And the second lesson is don't use someone else's map. (laughs) And what I mean by that is don't just do what others have done. I think that's also very tempting for us. We read leadership books or we are reading about how somebody else has taught a, a biblical passage. And it's very tempting to just take what they have done and, and do that for ourselves. Because again, we're busy or we're tired, but God has something for us, for the people that we are ministering to or leading. And truly God knew the very best way for them to go. Actually, would love to throw in another biblical story here because I love the story of Daniel and the story of Esther. Now, I know that these aren't two people that we normally hold up together, but it's such a great example of what worked for one person didn't work for another person. So both Daniel and Esther have been taken into captivity. Daniel's taken um, into captivity, you know, the whole Daniel and the lion's den. Esther's taken into the harem to potentially become the queen. In both of these scenarios and totally different situations years apart, Daniel is offered food that goes against the dietary restrictions of the Hebrews and Daniel refuses this food and God blesses him and strengthens him for the battle that he has to go into. Esther taken into captivity to be a part of the harem is offered this food and she eats it and, and is directed to eat it and God blesses her and helps her become queen. And so I think that's so important because, you know, just like you may have a conviction about something that's different than me, we both have to seek God on what is it that he wants for us in our lives. So that's kind of the scenario of not using someone else's map. We really need to seek God for ourselves. And then the third thing that I would say is a lesson for us is trust God's leading and look for it every single day. So as the Egyptians are caravanning through the desert, God blesses them with a pillar of cloud that guides them during the day and a pillar of fire that guides them at night so that they know where to go. But every day they've got to look. They have to keep their eyes on the pillar of fire, on the pillar of cloud, or they'll get lost. So yeah, so those are some of the, some of the leadership things that I think we can learn from going the long way around. So, so how has this been applicable in your life? Yeah, well, I shared in the last video that God has called me to do something that on the surface doesn't make a whole lot of sense to leave um, a pastoral career at a, in, in ministry that I love a church that I love uh, or serving in that capacity at the church that I love. And yet God made it very clear (laughs) that he has something different for me and that it was time for me to follow him boldly and bravely into that. You know, the enemy is a master at telling us lies, telling us to turn back, telling us to go a different way, telling us, oh, that's not what she did. You shouldn't do it that way. Oh, that's not the right way. You know, he is just constantly wanting to 
thwart us and, and move us away from actually the good plans that God has for us and, and telling us take the easy way even. Um, and so I just think it's, it comes through just this deep work of sitting with the Lord and creating space to be with him, seek him out. Um, I'll tell you the discernment process that we talked a little bit about in the last lesson took a long time for me. It was very difficult. It was, it was, I had to face a lot of fear and ultimately though, when I knew it was the right thing to do, when I knew God was saying, Hey, you need to go this way, even though it doesn't make sense to you. I knew that if I went the way I thought was better, there would only be trouble. So even though this way's hard, right. As we're going to find out, because we know something of Moses's story, it's not like this way was easy either. And yet it was still better. And so that's what they did. Absolutely. And I know God has, when he has called me to leave one place and go somewhere else, that's hard for me. I'm, I really like being comfortable and I like being with people I know in a situation that I know that I'm comfortable and I don't have to start from scratch. But as you say, when you pray long and hard about it, when you seek God, as you mentioned in your last video, you know, it's the best way, you know, it's the best way I kept. In fact, I, I can tell you that I kept seeing in my mind that I was like jumping off a cliff, but God was below. I mean, that, that was the image that kept coming to my mind is you're jumping off a cliff. Okay. But God's below. It's okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. And you're never going to know the exhilaration of <laughs> being caught by God, unless you jump. <laughs> Absolutely. That. That's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Jody. I'm looking forward to our next video, which is going to take us to the Red Sea. And so uh, we will see you next time on our video podcast. And we look forward to hearing from Jody more. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.